Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Webtoon Room. We are back from our break. And I hope you had a nice break as well. Just some time over the holidays to hopefully relax and read some more Webtoons if you have the time for that. Uh, we had a little bit of time and that's kind of what we are going to be talking about today. It's a little fun bonus episode that we thought you'd enjoy talking about some of the Webtoons that we read over our holiday break. Yeah, Karuti and I read a bunch of fun ones and we're more than happy to talk about them with you today. Shiloh is a webtoon that I've been meaning to read for the longest time. It is by Kit Trace and Kate Flynn. They go by Red and Flynn on social media. And it is a mystery webtoon that has sort of been on my back burner for the longest time. I've been meaning to read it for a very long time, and I finally got around to reading it over the holiday break. And man, is it fascinating. Yeah, Shiloh is one of those webtoons that I'd known about, but I hadn't really like checked out in detail. And I think you kind of turned me on to this one when you first checked it out and you were like, the art is so good. And you were telling me all this other stuff. So I read it too. And man, yeah, this is an impactful story. Yeah, I think impactful is the right word to describe Shiloh. It is a beautifully, beautifully drawn webtoon and its story from the get-go, is very intense. There's a point early on in the webtoon that has a very, very intense depiction of violence that is not really common in webtoons. And just that moment of the story still sits with me today. I think you know what moment I'm referring to, Crudy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. It definitely stays with you, and it also was not a moment I expected to happen. I didn't expect it to happen to this character. I didn't expect it necessarily early on in the story. We know Shiloh is a mystery, uh, so I kind of knew that going in, but I had no idea what kind of a story it was. And you can tell that Red and Flynn, they approach their story with a kind of integrity to like the realism of the human experience. I know that that's vague. I'm trying to not really give any spoilers, but there's a certain integrity to the way they present their characters' experiences that is very unique, and it makes this webtoon really special. Yeah, it makes it feel very unique, and it makes it stand out from the crowd on webtoon. It does. Would you recommend this story to anybody, or who would you recommend? To read this story. I think if you're okay with a darker story with heavy emphasis on the mystery and the intrigue that seems to go on in later chapters, I think you'd get a big kick out of this story. Though I must say the art is absolutely gorgeous and I might even recommend reading Shiloh for that alone. Oh my gosh. Same. Honestly. I am not as discerning with art as I think you are, and I immediately knew the difference. You can just visually tell the difference with this art in this webtoon. There's so much detail. It is so beautiful. 
So definitely check out Shiloh if those things are appealing to you. It is a very high quality webtoon. Curdy, what have you been reading over these holidays? I kind of fell in love with The Gentle Way. It's a canvas webtoon by True. And interestingly enough, this recommendation came by way of our Instagram stories. On Instagram, we do this sometimes. It's really fun. So check us out at the webtoon room if you're interested. But we did like a little thing. We set up a question on IG stories where we asked people, because we wanted to give a shout out to a lot of creators. There's a lot of series that are either ending or having their season finale. And just in general, it's nice to feel appreciation from your audience. And one of the webtoons that was shouted out and recommended was The Gentle Way by True. So we put it out on IG stories, but I got really interested in the story and I checked it out and I kind of it was one of those reading experiences that you have where it's like 2 or 3 a.m. and you're just really in the mood for a story and it just clicks for you right away. That was kind of how the gentle way felt for me. I really, really like a lot about this story. But two of the things that I really love are how this author writes their characters and the setting of the story as well. So the Gentle Way is about judo. This story would not make sense if it was not set in this world with judo kind of being the center of the story. So the heroine is a freshman at a university and she's in her university's judo club. And she is one of those characters that is definitely downtrodden at the start. It's a story about growth. So it's obviously going to be about her own empowerment, her own growth as a person. But even in the beginning, when she does appear so downtrodden and, you know, frankly, like a little lost, she is super endearing as a character, which can be hard to do sometimes when you have a character like that, that you're trying to write and put out in the world. If the character is too downtrodden, they can feel a little pathetic. But June is not at all pathetic. She is mostly lost, to be honest with you. She is not happy with her circumstances either. And I and I really like that the webtoon makes this clear. She's not happy with her own circumstances. And as soon as she finds kind of a direction to help herself, she pursues that with all her might. So I love the way her character is written. She's super endearing. The male lead is also very endearing and their interactions are great. I love them so much. But to get back to the setting super quickly, I also really, really love how steeped in judo this story is. I really like it and will, I know you and I've talked about this, but I really love it when an author writes about experiences that are not necessarily deeply personal, but they have a lot of knowledge of it. Like, for example, enjoy the show. The author is very intimately familiar with what it's like to work at a movie theater. And here, this author is very familiar with judo and the dynamics of a dojo and all of these other things about the sport that they can talk about, the martial arts, sorry, that they can talk about in the story and relate to themes in the story. And I think it just makes the world seem very well inhabited and very lived in. Yeah, this story could not have taken place in a world without judo, which sounds very like 
duh, of course. But that's not always the case for a lot of stories. And the gentle way definitely is more the exception than the rule. Yeah, definitely. I know you, because I've read this first and I really liked it. And then I recommended you to check it out. What did you think of it? And what do you like about it so far? For a lot of the same reasons as you, I also appreciate the main character just being downtrodden. They're not helplessly pathetic, but they are a little bit down and they're not quite where they want to be. And I'm only a few chapters in, but I am already really curious and I really want to see more of her story. Me too. I'm really excited to read more about this. Another thing I like about her, this is the last thing I'll mention before we move on to the next webtoon. But the other thing I also really like about this main character is how driven she is. She has a clear drive that is moving her forward. And I like that because it helps us understand where she's coming from with her actions. And same with the male lead. Even if we don't know all of the information yet, we know that they both have a reason for acting the way they do. And that writing and that detail put into the characters makes it really interesting and really great to follow as an audience. That's it from me. I'll pass the baton over to you, Will. I started reading and got current on Not So Shoujo Love Story by Kuriyuku. And I had an amazing time with this webtoon. I grew up reading shoujo manga. And to read a parody of shoujo tropes and stories that also plays it straight was a treat for me, at least. Yeah, I remember you coming to me once you'd finished reading just full on gushing about this one. I definitely did not do that. I don't know what (laughs) you're talking about, Crudy. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, uh, of course. Yes, yes, of course. That's not what happened. I instead was utterly laughing my ass off at how (laughs) funny this webtoon is. Tell us more about that, because I know you mentioned that there are a lot of gems and kind of inside jokes and references in Natsu Shoujo. Yeah, when I called it a parody earlier, I meant it in that the characters talk about the exact tropes and cliche situations that happen in shoujo manga, how some of the main characters want those to happen to them, and just the way not-so-shoujo love story lampshades all of these, frankly, kind of ridiculous situations, but also just has an amazing sense of humor about them. I haven't read too far into it, but I did read the first episode, and I will say it did take me like a second to just sort of get my bearings about this webtoon because it is very different than what I necessarily expected. (laughs) Will's laughing at me right now. You can't see him, but it definitely did. It took me like a second to really just sort of understand what I had just read. (laughs) But, But after I did, I understand what you're talking about, Will, when you say that this is a webtoon that plays with a lot of the typical like shoujo manga tropes, but it also kind of turns a few things on its head. And some of the things it plays straight, I absolutely love. I can't get over how much I'm in love with Hannah as a character. 
Do you want to share a little bit more or too spoilery? It's a little bit too spoilery, but I will say she's definitely the best girl. No doubt. 10 out of 10 best girl. Anything else you want to share about Naso Shoujo or are we good to move on? I'll just add that if you like shoujo manga or grew up reading shoujo manga or know any of the tropes, there's a lot of references and jokes. And if this is something that sounds at all interesting to you, I'd highly recommend you check it out. Sounds good. As for me, one of the other webtoons that I read, actually, this one isn't strictly accurate because it wasn't exactly over this holiday break, but I did read it in December. And it also recently ended, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about it as well. This one is called Yumi's Cells. You guys may or may not be familiar with this one. Newer webtoon readers, uh, it is a pretty long story. There's like 500 roughly chapters. I will say, as someone who was intimidated by the length of this webtoon, it is absolutely worth it. Yumi's Cells, more than anything, is a story about growth. It's a story about humanity. This webtoon taught me a lot about being a human and living your best life and how to just persevere through everything and just experience life fully. And by the end of the webtoon, I had so much love. I still, I still have so much love for Yumi and her cells in her cell village and her brain. And I was so sad to say goodbye, but just so grateful for the time that was spent with them. There have been occasions where this story just resonated so much with my personal experience on something that I would just tear up. I even sobbed one time because it just made me think of an experience where I had felt closed off in my life and that feeling of like being open again and where that came from. Ugh, it's just, I'm going to get emotional if I talk about it too much, but I love this webtoon. And the other cool thing that I'll say about Yumi Cells is that it has kind of also changed how I think about myself too. The premise of Yumi Cells, it's about Yumi, Kim Yumi, who is a young woman and she's working as an accountant in kind of a corporate office. And she has these cells in her brain who have all different sorts of jobs. There's a shower cell that takes care of her grooming and hygiene. There is an emotional cell that is very reactive and manages her emotions. There is rational cell that is very pragmatic and logical. And there's her prime cell, her love cell, which is her guiding force and basically the primary cell. And it is a story of her growth and her triumphs and her tribulations. And seeing Yumi kind of interact with the world and seeing the cells work behind the scenes, it's kind of changed how I think about myself too. You know, I think of my love cell that shines so brightly, um, my writing cell that I use to type up the notes for these episodes, <laughs> and even the speaking cell that I'm using right now that's helping me sound really eloquent, I hope anyway, and clear for all of you. So it just makes me happy to think of this story. It makes me grateful whenever I have moments that are hard for me, and I'm just really grateful that this story exists in the world because... It touched my heart deeply. And we are sad to see it go. I know, but we are getting a live action, or not a live action, sorry, but it's going to get an adaptation of some kind. So that's going to be interesting. 
It's going to be exciting for sure. Yeah, but that's a different bonus episode for another week that we'll cover. Will, what else have you been reading? I checked out a Canvas webtoon by the name of Silent Screams. It is by Glamist. And before I get into this, I must warn you, this story is a hard 18 plus. Do not read this thing if you are at all squeamish or if you are not okay with literal torture and uh, other horrible and very dark things that happen to his characters. You have been warned. Or if you're also under 18. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't read it. Seriously. It's not for you. Seriously, don't read it. Yeah, we were talking about this, and I was... I'm a lot more squeamish than you, I think, so I was just like, oh, it's rough. But anyway, beyond just the horror elements, uh, tell me what you like about the story and what makes it interesting. Silent Screams is the kind of story that asks the question, what happens when we push someone to the extreme? And not just extreme as in, oh, I have to climb to the top of this mountain. Extreme as in, there are other people who want to cause me this harm, who are causing me this harm, and what can I do about it? What do I do about it? It's not a very light story. It's not for the faint-hearted. And I'm not normally one to read these kinds of stories. And this one surprised me because I got into it really quickly and I ended up reading it all in one sitting. Yeah, it really caught your interest. That's pretty cool. I know you're not into gore or horror either or like a ton of thrillers. That's not necessarily the genre you gravitate towards. So that's great that it captured your interest like that. Yeah, even though I can't say I recommend this to many people, I can say that I did enjoy reading it. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, the reason that you can't recommend it to many people, it sounds like it doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the story, but rather just how extreme and intense it can get. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I have a question for you. Would it make a good horror movie? I think so. I think there are stories similar to it in television and movies, but something about this version of it, of it being drawn on a page, drew me in, no pun intended. And on that note, I think that's all the webtoons we wanted to talk about with you guys today. I know that this may have been a little bit short, but this was meant to be just a little bit of an update on our holiday reading. Yeah, there'll definitely be more What We're Reading episodes coming down the pipeline. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so nice to take a break, but it is so nice to be back and talking about webtoons with all of you. We can't wait to see you guys again for Tuesday's full episode. We'll see you then. Signing off for now. Bye. Bye.